I'm Jonathan Goldstein, host of Wiretap. Each week you're invited to listen in on my telephone conversations, whether funny, sad, wistful, or even slightly strange. You never know just what you might hear on Wiretap. Uh, I mean, I knew you had a show. I just, I just didn't think that people actually listened to it. Howard, That's you... the breath of your genius, Jonathan. It's not just that you're funny, but you can be cripplingly, poignantly depressing. The Wiretap Archives, available on CBC Listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I have no riz whatsoever. I have limited riz. There's a shot to go! The 2023 Time Person of the Year is Taylor Swift. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. You there, boy, what day is it? Why, it's the holidays, sir, and I'm here alone in the studio today. I've released our audience so they can finish up their last-minute shopping. And hey, if you're out there, don't forget to pick up a Magic Mixie cauldron for me, the boy who never got his Easy Bake Oven. But that's my Christmas past. Today, we're looking at all of our Christmas pasts with our annual holiday special. That's right, today, like an old curmudgeon who needs to learn a lesson about the spirit of the holidays, we are going back to the past with some of our funniest holiday rounds from the last nine years of Because News. Over the next 30 minutes, you'll hear from some of my favorite elves, Colin Mockery, Chris Siddiqui, Brandon Ash Muhammad, Emma Hunter, and many more. Here we go! Yeah! Let's get started with a news story from December of 2015. Justin Trudeau, our fresh-faced new Prime Minister, had just appointed Canada's first ever gender parody cabinet. And somewhere in Manhattan, a reality TV star named Donald Trump was riding down an escalator. And you may not remember, but back in 2015, people were getting very creative with their nativity scenes. With more on that news story, check out these three wise panelists, Ashley Bodding, Chris Siddiqui, and comedian Jasmeet Singh Reina, also known as just rain. A man in Ohio is in trouble this week for setting up a different kind of nativity scene on his front lawn. He made headlines. What was uniquely upsetting about this particular man's nativity scene? Uh, I would say a black Jesus, maybe? Or brown Jesus? I could see where you would think that might be upsetting, but also probably historically accurate. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, So it shouldn't really be upsetting. Luckily, no, people were not upset about that. Uh, Ashley? A woman Jesus. (laughs) Because it's 2015. And Jesus can be a woman. Um, Good on you, but no. Uh, Chris? Was it zombie baby Jesus? You are correct. Wow, you're sweeping up this week. Uh, Yes, it was actually the zombie nativity scene. It's true. Uh, He got in trouble because he made a nativity scene where literally everyone is a zombie. I don't know, maybe he just misread the story and thought, like, the wise men brought Frankenstein and... They gave him a $500 fine. What crime did he commit? They didn't have a permit. It wasn't a Christmas fine. They haven't passed a Christmas law, no zombie nativity scene. How would you feel if someone put that up in your neighborhood? I wouldn't care. I think it's funny. 
um, you know, like I'm not particularly religious and nothing, I don't hold anything to be too sacred. So I think, and also I think if you can make things relevant for younger generations, right? If some of the young, like if some of the teenagers are into zombie stuff and you can make the nativity scene relevant for them by using zombies and explain the story of Christmas that way, what's wrong with that? I wasn't going to go to church until I saw that zombie nativity scene. Mom, dad, get in the car. We've got a mass to go to. Then I guess I stand corrected, Gavin. No, I was saying you're right. It would have changed my mind entirely. Uh, just me, you're known for putting your own spin on Christmas. Yeah, you, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, on YouTube you are. Yeah. You have, you know. We did, a, we did a, this video called Punjabi Christmas Album, where we take the most popular carols, and then we uh, pretty much remix them into Punjabi with Punjabi music. Some could say it's art. Other can say we butchered it. But it's turned out to be super popular, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. A lot of people like it. And um, Can you do one? Yeah, I can. Um, <clears throat> there's one that we did. Not was, to put you on the spot, but... No, no, no. Uh, I love being put on the on spot, the spot do one in a different language that only uh, 2% of the people in this room can understand. So We'll sit quietly and nod in a culturally appropriate way. Uh, so this one is called Rudolph. We took Rudolph and we literally translated it word for word into Punjabi. And this is how it sounds. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This is how it sounds in Punjabi. Ni mera Rudolph rove ni lalatika nakni don't like you. We don't like you, Rudolph. So it's pretty much a rough translation. Thank you. Amazing. Just me saying. I wanted to kind of portray the feelings that Rudolph held because it's too sweet in Punjabi. You can't be like, hey, we don't want to play with you. We got to be like, we got to portray those emotions. So. It's a, a harsher world. It's a harsher Rudolph. world. In Punjab, it's really, it's really harsh. Punjabi reindeers yeah. have it tough, man. <laughs> yeah. You know how hard it is to tie turbans on antlers? That's it's right. just... <laughs> so long. So long. So long. Just... Looks like a clothesline. You're like, what are you drying your turbans on? I'm tired. <laughs> Ashley, how do you make Christmas yours? Well, I mean, I'm sort of, I, I walked around a mall today and I just couldn't believe the consumerism. It's just, I, I know we talk about this every year, but no, I know I'm a downer. But so I was, you know, and I look around, I'm just like, all of this is garbage. So I was thinking I would be like, um, <laughs> what child made this crappy Christmas gift that nobody actually wants or needs? <laughs> It's is that too, is dark that... and sad Christmas. <laughs> Ashley Budding's dark, sad Christmas album. Bahamba, Gavin. Yeah. It, feeling good about the holidays? We can fix that. <laughs> Order now. That's amazing. I like it. Chris, how do you uh, make carols your own? Well, I mean, being a fellow nerd, I just change everything into nerd things. <laughs> So I have a Star Wars uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, like everyone else who likes Star Wars, you don't even. You're like December 25th, and we're racing that day. Yeah, it's December 18th, baby. That's right. Well, in Star Wars world, there's a the, the equivalent to Christmas is is Life Day. They celebrate Life Day on Kashyyyk, which is uh, Chewbacca's home planet. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> so I have this. I don't think you guys even want to hear it. <laughs> I do. I, Come on. No, it's my fault. I, I brought them down. I know. You were nerd shaming him. You're nerd shaming me. I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I'm an, I know someone who wants to hear your Star Wars Christmas Carol, and he's right here. Thank you. Goes like this. I'm dreaming 
of a hairy life day. Just like the ones Chewbacca knows. Where the trees reach high peak on the planet of Kashyyyk and kill tauntauns in the snow. It's a good thing you're married because you would have just lost a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Chris Siddiqui, Ashley Botting, and Just Rain. Also, if you like Just Rain's version of Rudolph, keep an eye out for his new TV show, Late Bloomer premiering soon on Crave. It was the best of holidays. It was the worst of holidays. I take you back now to December 2020, deep in the second wave of the COVID pandemic. The border was shut, The first lucky Canadians were getting vaccines, and we were recording this show without an audience. Every country in the world had its own distinct COVID restrictions, but few were as strict as Belgium, which seemed determined to keep its citizens from socialising over the holidays. That particular week, I was joined, albeit at a social distance, by Emma Hunter, Jan Caruana, and Brandon Ash Mohammed, And I asked them, over our respective computers... What were the Belgian authorities doing to dissuade people from getting together for Christmas? Okay, so Brussels is effectively considered the head of the European Union, which has always made me think that they think that they are better than the rest of Europe. And that type of extreme exclusivity is sort of out-Europing Europe. So I think all households in Belgium will have a velvet rope across the front door and a bouncer who speaks French, not Dutch to let outsiders know they're not on the list and they cannot come in and maybe they should go back to, you know, Wales or whatever sad place they're from. (laughs) Well, you really went deep on that. Wow, Uh, that's what I think. That is incorrect. Okay, so Belgium has the highest divorce rate in the EU at 70%. So they're only allowed to celebrate Christmas with their exes. (laughs) (laughs) That would discourage you from getting together. Uh, That is incorrect. The Washington Post headline reads, Belgians can invite guests for Christmas dinner, but only one can use the bathroom. (laughs) Only one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, David. (laughs) According to a government spokesperson, what should the other guests do if they suddenly need to use the facilities? They can use, instead of using the bathroom, they can use like a Belgian waffle. Like... (laughs) There's many uses for them in Belgium. Absolutely. People don't know. Yeah. Um, it involves a funnel, a long hose, and perfect aim. <laughs> I have another theory. Yes. Okay, so the most famous tourist attraction in Belgium is the Brussels boy peeing in the fountain. Yes! So everyone's just going to go in fountains. Of course. Now, in that specific fountain. Which is actually patriotic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very good guess. Yeah. Uh, incorrect. The government suggests if you need to use the facilities, you should return to your home. <laughs> That's so amazing. no drinks will be served at any parties. I mean, is that like the most passive-aggressive plan you've ever heard for don't have people over? Also, people are just going to whiz in the yard, aren't they? I mean, I have very specific friends, but nobody's going to their house after two glasses of wine. And I don't think there's going to be a privacy issue. I think people are just going to start going. Are you uh, French? No, European. <laughs> oh, European. wow. See, <laughs> that's... How do you choose which of your guests gets to use the loo? I'd make everybody fight like Star Trek. I would. 
I would make everyone play Stella Ella Ola. Oh, yeah. Huge game. Yeah. yeah. What is Stella Ella Ola? <gasps> play Stella Ella Ola, game? quack, quack, quack. So, yes, Chico Chico, Chico Chico. It's Chico Chico. Yeah. Hello. Wow. You want to play that game? It must be an Ontario thing. Yeah, maybe it's an Ontario thing. It's very good. Yeah. I would give it a 10 out of 10, and I wish we could play now. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we did not have those kind of elaborate games in Alberta. We just had, we just had run, they think you're gay. <laughs> not as yes. fun. While we still may be able to take a leak at a friend's house in some parts of Canada, our holiday restrictions are tightening up across the country as well. Alberta introduced tougher restrictions this week, and BC and Manitoba announced COVID rules will be staying in place until January. Yeah. Manitoba Premier Brian Pallister made an impassioned plea for people to stay home, during which he told Manitobans he was, quote, that guy. What guy? He's like the male equivalent of Marlo Thomas instead of like that girl, that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. Yeah. Uh, that is incorrect. Jan, do you know? Uh, he told everyone that he's stealing Christmas. I'm that guy. And I'll say that. I'm the guy who's stealing Christmas. I really liked that. Like he sort of said, remember there's that bit where he says like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And it's just clearly, I, I found it very moving because I think there's all these sort of people in positions of leadership, doctors and politicians like Brian. And I think it's, to me, it feels like he knows somebody that's been affected and was trying to sort of keep it together. And I was like, yeah, this is a big, this thing is bad. And he has passion and politicians are allowed to have passion. And I liked it. Yeah. It sounded like it was genuinely like frustrating for him to have to sit up there and say like, I know you want to, but you can't. Like it was real. It felt like a real dad speech. Yeah. Yeah. I like the guy that calls you an idiot while he's crying. That's a a hell of a man. You're an idiot. Real man. Wow. Last week, an Ipsos poll reported nine out of 10 Canadians will change or cancel their holiday plans. But this week, the numbers of a new poll looked somewhat different. According to CTV News, how many Canadians now say they plan to go ahead with their holiday gatherings. Six. Six. I'm also going to guess six. I'm going to guess 45. According to CTV News, the headline reads, nearly one-third of what? Canadians plan holiday gatherings Damn. despite pandemic restrictions. Like That's a lot of people. idiots. Have you changed your holiday plans? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're not seeing anybody. I'm just going to stand on my balcony shouting, you there, boy! What day is it? Why, well, it's Christmas Day, ma'am. <laughs> go get me the biggest goose you can find. The big one and the, the one as big as me, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, but don't go in. Don't go in unless you're wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> right. Chat me down a couple of quid. <laughs> uh, Emma? Yeah, I think the reason why the Christmas thing is a harder pill to swallow is because we've all, like, every weekend, all of us have been looking at our partners and loved ones and being like, okay, it's us again. What would you like to do now? And so... It's the monotony of it, I think, that's making everybody cuckoo. But uh, monotony is better than grim death, so I guess we just yeah. pick monotony. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know? it's very strange for me. It's like the first time I think I'll actually be like kind of sad that I won't be like sitting around the dinner table waiting for my sister to say something so mean that I start crying and run to the garage. <laughs> uh, there is one particular project that many Canadian households are undertaking in order to save their holiday season. According to the Winnipeg Free Press, what project is super popular right now? I know this because I'm very crafty. I'm all over Pinterest. I'm all over the craft blogs. What you do is you take a pine cone and then you smear it with peanut butter and then you hang it on a tree. Then you come up with a lie about how you didn't sneak out in the middle of the night and eat the pine cone. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I like that. (laughs) What it actually is is backyard rinks, everybody. Mm. 
Everybody's oh. making a backyard skating rink. Yuck. The Winnipeg Free Press headline reads, Backyard rink builder's new business can barely keep up with demand. The article follows a Winnipeg man who started a backyard rink construction business, and demand is exploding. Okay. Who do you think be... on this panel would make the best outdoor rink? Me. Now. Me, just because, you know, I have the backyard for it. You know, I'm very driven. I'm very motivated. I've seen Ice Queen starring Michelle Trashenberg and Kim Cattrall. So I know everything. I think Brandon would win because if no. Brandon gives you side eye, it's cold as ice. <laughs> oh. He just side eyes the rink he into existence. <laughs> Emma, you think you'd be a good candidate for a backyard room? Uh, no, I disagree with Brandon's answer, and I think if Excuse you guys me? can, uh, that's a hard no. The Excuse point, the, me? The, the correct answer to who in this panel is the, would be the best at um, the ice ring is nobody here. Because I know you, Brandon, I know you, Jan, and I say this, I love this panel. That's real. We have messages about how much we love each other. If you could sing a rink into existence, Brandon would win. If you could rink, bake it, it works. Jen Carwana, you should follow her on Instagram, is the best baker in the history of the universe. She would win. If you could be so short it makes people uncomfortable, that would create a rink, I would win. But that's not what this is. This is Coors Light and a hose. And that is not you people. It is not. And it could is be. not me. I'm sorry. It is not our brands. I and then, Gavin, it's not you either. Oh, I beg to no. differ. This okay. guy built a cabin. I, get, I built a you whole built house a by myself. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm confused. I'm secretly handy. Everyone thinks I can't do anything because they think I can only just do stupid voices and make faces. Like, yeah. Everyone assumes that my husband Kyle does everything. They're like, oh, that's an amazing. Who built that? Must have been Kyle. Of course it was Kyle. Like, <laughs> they just assume because he's taller than me that he can do all the butch stuff. And like, I basically just sit around 24 7 just being like, that's what I do. From the middle of COVID's second wave, that was Emma Hunter, Jan Caruana, and Brandon Ash Mohammed. I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Are you busy trying to ignore the people you're with for the holidays? Why not find us on TikTok? That'll help you kill at least five minutes. And if that's not worth your taxpayer dollars when you're stuck at home with your family, I don't know what is. <laughs> Your Facebook feed is frightful And you need something delightful Just get rid of your headline blues Because news, because news, because news A little Christmas jingle for you there, everybody Well, we're getting close to the big day And if you're like me and you haven't done your shopping yet Might I suggest signed headshots and if that doesn't work for you, 
you might enjoy this round. It's all about the most popular kids' toys from 2017. That's right, they're probably on sale now. Here are comedians Colin Mockery, Ashley Botting, and Grace Lynn Kung. Well, here we are, panel, at that festive time of year when we all celebrate the birth of Santa. Just kidding. Kids might think it's all about Santa and his husband bringing presents, but of course, <laughs> we know what Christmas is really about. Marketing execs whipping kids up into a candy cane-scented frenzy of dead-eyed consumerism. For months, newspapers have been ranking the top toys of the season, so I'm going to give you the names of this year's hottest gift ideas for kids, and I want you to tell me what the toy does. <laughs> Ashley Botting, you are up first. According to the Huffington Post, one of the hottest toys this year is something called unis. For a point, what is an uni? I know this because I have a niece and nephew. They're like these, essentially balloons that you blow up in this like special thing. That's you know a mouth could do the same thing, and then you stick other balloons onto them to make things. Yes, you are correct. You are correct for the point. According to the Uni website, can you reinflate a shrunken Uni? You have to wait a, a like four hours. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christmas musings with Colin Mockery. Uh, no, you cannot. Uni pellets can only be used once. I don't believe that. Uh, <laughs> you are supposed to just discard deflated unis. Oh. All right, over to Colin. <laughs> Colin, your hot toy is fingerlings. Ah. Uh, what is a fingerling? <laughs> um, you know, I really have no idea because I'm at the age now where I don't care what kids get. Um, it's like little finger puppets. <laughs> You will get a point for that. They are little monkey robots that cling to your finger. Robots. Uh, yes, and they chitter chatter to each other. And if you like tickle them on the chin, they laugh. These things also fart. What? Which I feel like they also fart, and I feel like that's going to be the most common reason that kids like that will make them continue to play with these things. Yeah. Because if you turn them in a certain way, they can sort of kind of mimic some of your sounds, but they can fart. Fartlings is a better note. Fartlings, yeah. <laughs> Grace, it is your turn. If you were getting your child an LOL surprise this holiday season, what would you be getting them? Is it like one of those glitter bombs that, like, you open the card and it just goes with like a bunch of glitter? Um, no, but I like your idea. That's literally the end of the gay agenda. <laughs> um, Colin, any guesses what an LOL surprise might be? Probably a tweet saying we got you nothing. <laughs> LOL. Surprise. <laughs> I do know. It's honestly, it's this ridiculous toy and it's a little ball. And then there's six or seven layers of plastic that you rip off it. And then inside is a little plastic girl doll that either spits, cries, or pees. And you have to put water in it to see which one it does. LOL, surprise! Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. You are correct for the point. Here's the commercial for it.
That commercial sounds like, doesn't that sound like an Avril Lavigne song? It does. Yeah. And it's also like, it sounds like they're just naming random things like shoes, yeah. friends, dogs, porridge. Like, yeah. and we're like, hey. We love all these things. Yeah, girls yeah. love everything But it's also that song about. like, isn't it that like, hey, you, Adam, like your girlfriend. It like, does sound like LOL that. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the toy, this entire concept of this toy was specifically designed to replicate a popular activity that kids do. Do you know what it was designed to replicate? Unboxing. Yes, you're correct for the point. Uh, It's like, it's specifically designed to mimic unboxing videos where the joy is just unwrapping it. Wow. All right, moving on, panel. Lego has come out with a new series. For a point, can you tell me what is the most coveted Lego set of the season? Be a Star Wars related. Uh, it has something to do with space. Oh. oh. The Lego yeah. movie in space? <laughs> it's a good guess. <laughs> These are all great guesses uh, in the interest of time. <laughs> the set is The Women like, of NASA. Oh. Lego oh. set. Yes, there is now a Lego set based on real-life women who have made major contributions to space exploration. Uh, To finish up this round, uh, Amazon has introduced something designed to make holiday gift-giving hassle-free. They call it FFP. Do you know for a point, what does FFP stand for? Fake family protocol. (laughs) Free for people. It has to do with uh, shipping. You can get something shipped FFP. Oh, oh I did. S- yes, I did see this. It's to make it easier to unwrap stuff. It's frustration-free packaging. You are correct. Yeah. The point. Yes, frustration-free oh, packaging. Because I just joined Amazon Prime. So oh, nice. And you know, sorry. How difficult is it to unwrap a package? Is that what that's for? My understanding is it's more like the environmental frustration. So it's going to be recycling packaging and, and, and fewer things sort of around whatever you ordered. The way things are wrapped now, it's like the a tightest. Like you need a box cutter and a drill, sometimes a backhoe. <laughs> like, and, and also, if you're the uncle... Then the parents are just like, can you open this for her? Can you open this? Like they're, they're like, oh, Gavin's in town. Great. We'll be super lazy and not do anything. And how about he does all this? And like, I'm all about frustration. Bring it just in a paper bag. Open it up, kids. There's your doll. No straps there. You know, Jesus only got three. Yeah, you know how easy it is to open myrrh? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Frank, it says, doesn't even come in a box. (laughs) (laughs) That was Ashley Bodding, Graceland Kung, and from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Colin Mockery. And if you think Fingerlings are out of date, I've got news for you. Fingerlings has actually made it onto the list of top toys for 2023. They must be fingerlinging good. And that's it for this visit from Holidays Past. Draw the bed curtains, fling open the window, and go get ready for Christmas. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Phil Lung, Jess Klamowski, and yours truly, Gavin Crawford. We will be back next week with a countdown of the wildest and weirdest news stories from 2023. Why? Because New Year's. 
Did it work? Doesn't really work. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.